You are listening to the Sun Grove Podcast. For more information, please visit our website at sungrove.org. Uh, when I arrived this morning, shortly after 8 o'clock, I, the, for the people who were here uh, that were getting ready for the service, the first service, and uh, uh, in preparation, I shouted, I'm in the house. And uh, for some of you, that probably doesn't mean much. For me, it meant a whole lot, because the last time that I was scheduled to preach was back on June the 1st. And uh, I was given the topic that we're talking about today, wounded, building relationships, and experiencing forgiveness. And uh, during that time of preparation, uh, I had had plenty of time of preparation. As a matter of fact, Dave gave me several weeks uh, in thinking about it. And as I thought about it, uh, I was excited about the opportunity, what God was going to give me to, to speak on. But as time got nearer, uh, I found that there was a whole lot of anxiety that was building up inside of me. And I wasn't sure exactly what that was. And I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've been a speaker before people, but one of the things is that I think is important in the life of a pastor is that certainly what God is teaching him, he needs to share with the people that are around him. And that I do not want to ever get up here in this sacred opportunity with the responsibility that God's given me and not take the opportunity to make sure that I've examined my own life and making sure that what I have to say is that God has already been at work in preparing me for what is said. So when Dave or myself or anybody else is speaking, know that uh, our position is a, a serious position that we take in preparing ourselves for what we should do. On the Saturday morning, as I was doing my last preparation for that June 1st uh, event, uh, I, the anxiety just continued to build during the morning. I was having a difficult time because one of the things that I like to do as a pastor is to mostly memorize what I'm going to say and have it in my heart where I'm experiencing what's going to be said and what's done. I was having a very difficult time. I was trying to decide, are you going to read your sermon? Are you going to use all kinds of notes? What is going to happen in that situation? And about noontime, I figured that I better settle down and find out what's going on. And so it was time to eat, and I had a hot dog, and I had 15 hot jalapenos to go on the hot dog. And I'm not sure if that's the reason or not, if it's the anxiety or what, but before the night ended, I had burned a hole in my stomach, and I was bleeding internally and had to go to the hospital. About 3 o'clock in the morning, I decided that I should probably notify uh, Mark Cook because I had all his information that I probably was not going to be here to preach and that I would have the manuscript that had been written under my doormat and somebody could read my manuscript for me. Well, they didn't do that, as you know. What they did is they showed a video of uh, Craig Rochelle, which is a fantastic uh, video, and it was an encouragement. But let me say all of that to say I'm in the house and I'm ready to preach. Uh, The subject that uh, we're looking at today is not a, an easy subject for any of us to talk about, relationships and forgiveness. All of us have had numerous relationships that have been broken or have been brought turmoil in our lives. There have been those wounds that we have had that have brought a great deal of pain and have caused us to struggle through life's experiences and continue to carry on in our life. We're left with choices of somehow tearing the walls down or either building the walls up 
And oftentimes, our choice is to put aside the things that have hurt us, the people who have hurt us, the circumstances, and to try to ignore them. And what we do is only to build the walls higher and higher, and, and more difficulty comes in the experiences of life that we share uh, in, in our, our lifetime. But what God wants us to do is to learn how to experience his forgiveness and his freedom. And one of the things that we're going to be looking at today is that there are choices that we can make. And the choices do not have to be to continue to live with our hurts, our habits, and our hang-ups. But the choices can be to experience a new opportunity in something that is drastically different than that we've ever experienced before. And to begin to see how God takes and uses those things to turn our life around and to give us freedom. What we want to experience as a Christian is the freedom that God has promised us. We want to know the fullness and the joy that he has prepared for us. And he has promised that and he is faithful to complete that. In your program today, there is an outline and we're going to follow that somewhat. There are some things that you will be able to fill in along the line. There are two Beatitudes that are foundational to what we want to talk about in our sermon. The first one is that Happy are those who are merciful to others. The second is also found in that fifth chapter, and happy are those who work for peace. Really, they go hand in hand in our experience of life. First of all, there is the, uh, the idea in the sense that we need to provide mercy to those people who've hurt us and to those whom we've hurt along the line. Along with that, we need to find a way to find forgiveness and freedom and to bring peace as well. I think that one of the important things for us to do as we think of those foundational verses is that God's word is clear, and if this is his instructions to us, then we need to be prepared and ready to be obedient to them. You know, it's not something that we can just simply say that there are some things that we are going to, to look at and there are some things that we're going to, to, to put into practice. But God's word is faithful. And if we will be faithful to his word, he then will give us the freedom and forgive us of those things that we need to do. So these are foundational to what we want to think and talk about today as we think of the relationships and the experiences that we have. I would encourage you to evaluate your own life. And in the evaluation, as you begin to evaluate the things that of the past and of the present, that you would begin to let God be, to work in those areas and that you would begin to make some choices that would tear down the walls of the things that have taken place in our lives that keep us uh, locked in and keep us in the prison of, of hurt and pain in our lives. Uh, take just a moment, for instance, and think back. Most of us here in the room can think back to kindergarten and up to the point of where we are in our life experience right now. And just think of all the hurts that you have uh, experienced over your lifetime. Let's just say from kindergarten uh, to the whole area of where you're at in your life stage right now. Think of the people, the walls that you've built up. Think of the people who have hurt you. Think of the circumstances around you that have disappointed. Think of those things which have held you back from moving forward and that you continue to hold on to. And you ask the question, why do we continue to do that? And I suggest to you this morning, it's just pretty simple. We do not know how to love. We do not know how to love as God has loved us. 
And so one of the things that is our reaction is to somehow build the walls up rather than tearing the walls down. We continue to hurt others as we go through, and we offer very little forgiveness and very little freedom from the past and the things that continue to hold us in our, our life's experiences. The Bible is filled with information that helps us to direct us in the way that we ought to go and the things that we ought to do. And this morning, we're going to look at a story found in the uh, 18th chapter of the book of Matthew. And we're going to build ourselves on two main points out of this passage of Scripture and using some other Scripture passages to somehow give some insight that I trust will help us to be able to find the freedom, find the forgiveness, and to be able to move on in our life and not be held back from the hurts and the habits and the hang-ups which have held us down. The 18th chapter of, of Matthew is a very interesting chapter. We've not printed it nor put it on the screen, but I'm going to read the story to you. Listen carefully. We'll come back and talk about it for just a minute and draw some information out of this 18th chapter as we look at. It's very, uh, it's, it's, it's a different type of uh, a message that Jesus has given here, yet there is profound truth that's found in it. Uh, Jesus was having this conversation that begins with Peter. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times uh, seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with a servant who had borrowed money from him. And in the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, and so his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything that he owed to pay the debt. But the man fell down before the master, and he begged him, please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. And then his master was filled with pity for him and released him and forgave his entire debt. Here's the first principle that I want you to look at. It's a very important one for us this morning. Because I have been forgiven, I can forgive. Because I have been forgiven, I can forgive. Look at the picture again that I've just read for you. Here is a, a, a servant that is working for the king. Jesus is telling the story. And, and the servant probably must have been a, a servant with this king for some time. Probably held a very important position that the king would lend him several millions of dollars. And the king would, came to a time in, in his own schedule as he was thinking about things that he was going to bring his house in order and maybe check on some of the financial aspects of what was going on. The servant had no idea that he was going to be called into the presence of the king. But then he is brought in, and at this point, the king simply addresses, what are you going to do about the debt that you owe me? That's a simple little picture. And the man, uh, the servant, pleaded with him, please, please, give me opportunity. It is fully my intent that I will pay you every cent that I owe you. Thank you for being so gracious to me. But please, somehow, give me time. Do not sell all of my goods, all the things. Take my family away from me, was his plea. And we see in the story that the king, the master, 
at that point forgave him and freed him from his entire debt. Caution, don't move on from the story. It's not simply a story about a king and a servant. The story is really about us. My friends, we have a debt. We have a gigantic debt. It's a debt that we owe to God. It's a debt that's beyond our capability of ever being able to pay for the debt. But because of what God has done for us and his love for us that he has manifested through his son Jesus Christ, we have been forgiven. We have been cleared of the debt and we owe absolutely nothing. My friend, it takes my breath away when I begin to think of my own life and I think of the areas of which I have created turmoil, which I have uh, I've failed in, the people who I've hurt. I've been in the ministry over 50 years, and, I, and one of the things in preparation, I've been thinking back over those 50 years in the churches that I've served from the Midwest all the way to California. What are some of the places and the people that I may have hurt, things that I may have said, things that I may have done, places where uh, I have not been able to go back and to make those things right. And I come and I'm, I, I come to you this morning and simply say, it is my desire to be obedient and to follow God. And when I find the message of what we are studying this morning, I can't help but understand that God is a forgiving God. There is nothing that I've done, there's nothing that I will ever do that he is not able to forgive and to cleanse and to give me freedom and to give me the, the joy of knowing the hope that we have in knowing him. His forgiveness and his grace and his mercy is for us. This story that we have just read about the king and God is simply a story about every one of us. And this morning, I would just simply ask you the question, have you come to the place in your life where you have recognized that you're a sinner and that you are lost and you are, are condemned to death and outside of Jesus Christ, there is no hope. This morning, you can have hope and know his forgiveness and know his freedom by simply inviting him into your life. And when that takes place, the change takes place. You begin to experience the freedom. You begin to experience the joy. You're able to go to those who you've hurt, be able to offer to them help and encouragement and comfort in many situations to make things different as you have opportunity to bring grace and mercy. The unforgiving, the, the unforgiving becomes the unforgiven. That's the second point that we're going to look at this morning. That's the second part of the story. Let me follow along and continue to read. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged him for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor would, wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and he put the prisoner, uh, put him in prison until the debt could be paid in full. And when some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and they told him everything that, he, that had happened. The king called in the man that he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you the tremendous debt, but you pleaded with me. 
shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? And then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and your sisters from your heart. The second principle that is an important principle is the unforgiving becomes the unforgiven. Um, I read an interesting quote that I think best describes uh, how we ought to focus and, and, and face this. Listen to these words. The quote is, is listed in your program. As long as we are unable to forgive, we keep ourselves chained to the unforgiving. We give them free space in our minds, emotions, our shackles, and our heart, and the right to torture us in the small hours of the night. Which one of us has not experienced that as we look back over the things that you may have listed as those hurts and the, the uh, wounds that you've experienced in lifetime? There have been those moments, there have been those times where it's come back and you, in the middle of the night, you wake up sleepless. What can I do? What should I do? And it brings us back to that simple little point of this passage of Scripture. The unforgiving becomes the unforgiven. Watch this, though. You want freedom? You want change? You want opportunity to see God at work in your life? Forgiveness brings freedom. Forgiveness brings freedom. Forgiveness brings closure. Forgiveness brings life. Can I repeat those? It's important for us not to miss that. Forgiveness brings freedom. You want to be freed from the past? Begin with forgiveness. Forgiveness brings closure. And forgiveness brings life. John 10.10 says, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The God who has forgiven us, who has paid the gigantic debt for us, wants us to have life and wants us to have life abundantly. But it begins with a forgiving spirit. You see, forgiveness is a choice. It's not something we might do, but it's something that we must do. Forgiveness is a choice. There's another story in scripture that, that moves me. It's probably my favorite chapter in the Bible, and that's the 21st chapter of the, uh, of the Gospel of John. And in that, uh, that chapter, it's the story of uh, Jesus with Peter. You remember the story well. You've heard messages on it. It's the last chapter of John where, where Peter and Jesus are having a conversation. You remember this is after Jesus has died and, and has been crucified and buried and has risen. And he comes back and he's spending some time with those whom he had ministered with and Peter was one of them. And Peter and Jesus are having this private little conversation. You remember that chapter, John 21, where it talks about three types of love. 
we're going to, that's a whole nother message to talk about the three types of love. But let me talk about something that I think is very significant for us to see in this passage of scripture and it's why it just moves me. And this morning I think it's appropriate in our time that we spend together. Jesus knows everything about Peter. There's not anything that is hidden from him. Jesus was the one who called Peter to leave his fishing boat, to come and to follow him, and that he would make him a fisher of men. Jesus was the one who was there in the garden when they came to arrest him and knew that Peter took his sword out, impetuous Peter, and chopped off the ear of, of the, the soldier. Jesus was well aware of what Peter had done. And then it was Jesus and Peter who had a conversation. And, 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 and Peter said to Jesus, I'll be loyal to you. I will live for you. I will, I will, not, I will not run from you. And in those moments and in that time, you know what, Je what Jesus discovered, what Peter did, and that was that in just a few minutes' time, he denied him three times. But here is the picture we have in John 21. Jesus and Peter come together for a few moments of conversation. I imagine Peter's heart was heavy. It w my heart would have been heavy if I knew how I had failed him, how I had seen him go to Calvary and hang on that tree and be crucified. Peter there with Jesus. And Jesus says to him, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, you know I love you. Jesus says to him again, Peter, do you love me? You know I love you. And then Jesus says to him again, Peter, do you really love me? And Peter said, you know I really, really love you. Here's the point of that passage for me this morning. In that encounter between Jesus and Peter, never once did Jesus say to Peter, Peter, I know all of your failures. Jesus never asked Peter to ask for forgiveness because Jesus forgave Peter completely. There was nothing that stood between his Savior and Peter. And all that God wanted and all that Jesus wanted from Peter at that moment was to know, will you love me with your entire life? And will you serve me with everything you are? You know how the chapter ends. Jesus says to Peter, Peter, feed my sheep and I will build my church on you, the rock. Where does that leave us this morning? Some of us have a wall that needs to be torn down. The wall of pain, the wall of hurt, the wall of disappointment that we've built up because of the hurts and the wounds that we've experienced. And I want to say to you with all my heart this morning, there is someone who has paid the debt the debt has been paid and you are set free. And there's nothing that you have to do more than to accept what he has done for you and then live for him.
there's an action that I think it calls all of us to. Let me just share them with you. You have in your, your program this morning in the outline some words that you can fill in. But let me just say that before I begin the list that is there, there is one simple little thing that we all need to do. And whatever the hurt or the pain may be, whatever that, that uh, wound is, all we need to do this morning is nail it to the cross. Nail it to the cross because the price has been paid. There's your first action. Accept the fact, thank God, that you are de your debt has been paid. You are debt free. And because of that, I am willing to forgive. You see the natural step that it takes? When I come to the point of accepting that my debt has been paid and I owe nothing, then I am able to forgive others as I ought. And then there's another step, and that step brings us to freedom. This can begin the most incredible moment of freedom. Let me tell you, as I've been in this journey for the last several weeks, and I've been working through some of the things that God was speaking to me about, I have been able to find real freedom in some of those areas in my own life. This last week on Wednesday, I uh, sat at a luncheon with, with two people uh, here in town. And uh, before the luncheon was over, I was able to say to them and look them square in the eye, because of God's forgiveness and because of what God's doing in my life, I can say to you today, I am free from these certain things in my past. And the three of us sitting at uh, Red Robin, tears coming down our cheeks because of the fact that the price has been paid, the sacrifice was paid by Jesus and has freed us to live, to live life in the fullest. You can experience that as well. But notice the fourth thing that we've listed here. We must release our bitterness. My friend, you've been holding on to some bitterness too long. It's time to release it, let it go. Pastor Dave cannot release your bitterness. I can't release your bitterness. Counselors can't release your bitterness. But you can, as you release it to the one who has forgiven you. And as a result of that, when you release it to him, it is because you recognize what Jesus has done for you. Can you imagine what our lives would be, the impact that would take place as we get, begin to experience the freedom and all that God has done for us? My prayer is that relationships from this day forward, forgiveness from this day forward, will begin to see a difference because we have experienced what Jesus has done for us in the fact that he has forgiven us and because he's forgiven us, we can forgive others as well. Thank you for listening to the Sun Grove Podcast. For information on Sun Grove Church, visit our website at sungrove.org.